This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on this uh, good morning here in South Louisiana. No matter where it, how it is where you are. But uh, we praise the Lord for all that the Lord has caused and done here for us. And uh, the Lord bless us and give us much, much encouragement. So I ask you to pray for us day by day. I have a, uh, one of my fellows here at the church when our prayer meetings, we have men's prayer meeting. Most every time he'll say, you, you receive not or you have not because you ask not. And that's going home to my heart many a time. We, we receive not because we ask not. You know, our Lord is a gracious Lord. He does. He does. He says, seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given to you. And knock and the door shall be opened. Would you just pray with me? Covet to pray with me. You may not have a nickel that you can send. That's all right. But you could pray. You can, you can bang on the door of heaven and knock on the door. Oh, Lord, Lord, if it could be thy will, sustain that old trailblazer and help him with those broadcasts. Move hearts to send money there that he may expand the broadcast that some poor soul may get saved. That's all I asked you to do. Day in and day out, we have many, many, many friends of this ministry who send money here, sacrifice and send money here, and others that can't. We have that. We do that. But my friend, it's not what you give. It's the spirit that you give in. It is. So we're looking at this study that uh, the Lord or the Bible does not forbid Medicine, the use of medicine, it's not a sin to use medicine. So let's look there. We saw in Ezekiel 47, 12, we found these words. And the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. Talking about the trees. Then if you turn to Revelation 21, you'll find this similar statement. And the leaves for healing of the nations. Now, Jeremiah 8:22, we find these words. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the heal, is the health of the daughter of my people recovered? We find here in Jeremiah's evaluation of medicine and physicians. In, let, me, let me make that statement again. We find here Jeremiah's evaluation of medicine and physicians. Looks to me like he puts his stamp of approval upon it, doesn't it? Then in Proverbs we find... In 3.8, it shall be medicine to thy navel and marrow to thy bone. Proverbs 17 says, a merry heart doth good like a medicine. My friend, all through God's word, we find that the writers there, inspired by the Holy Spirit, recognize the value of medicine and the value of physicians. We try to build up some enormous teaching, erroneous teaching outside of the scriptures. Listen, you gain nothing by it. You're losing your own soul. Brother, when you mix anything with the blood, you have no salvation. Now, let me call your attention to Colossians 4.14. Paul speaking here of, of Luke, he says, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Why does Paul say the beloved physician? Luke was a doctor. He was one of Paul's fellow travelers. And Paul nearly always spoke of him as the beloved physician. Why would Paul speak of and describe by his profession as the beloved physician? Is that if that would dishonor God? Paul put his stamp of approval upon physicians and the use of medicine for sickness. If the use of means and the calling of a physician is unscriptural, then the writings of Isaiah and Paul are not inspired, and they were ignorant of the scriptures. Who would question the inspiration of the scriptures 
of Isaiah and the Apostle Paul, but an ignoramus. I believe in praying for the sick. We do here. We do it. And in many instances, God has healed directly in the answer to our prayers. And in other cases, he's healed by the use of means. Both, both are of the Lord. Let's discuss this question now. Is the use of medicine satanic? Some will tell you that the use of medicine is of the devil and therefore an awful sin. But let me say frankly, we do not rob God of his glory by the use of medicine for the recovery of our bodies from sickness and disease. And the use of medicine is not satanic. It is God-honoring, God-glorifying, just as much as if he healed directly. I'll tell you this one thing. When you come to die, all your faith, all your praying, all your medicine, all your drugs will not keep you on this side of eternity. When it comes that time to say goodbye, nothing the doctor could do or will do can restore anyone's health. All of our faith will not raise them up. Folks have to go. The Bible says it's a point under man wants to die. But listen, now, now, folks say I'm a fool, but an open mind and one who wants to know the Lord of God, the word of God, will say thank you for calling my attention to these verses of scriptures and the true teaching of God's word. Now, I know there are doctors and there are doctors, just like there are preachers and then there are preachers. And I praise the Lord for good doctors. I mentioned in our last study or two, I've several families that I've known and been with and had serious surgery. And the, and the, the physician, the surgeon, came into the room before they took them up to the operating room with the family and said, would y'all mind if we have prayer before we go? I, th- I thought that was so great. And that's not just one time, several times in my family and and. And uh, others that I know about, church family, they say, and they'd tell me they was amazed. If I wasn't there, they would tell me about it. And they say, you know, I was amazed. The surgeon wanted us to pray with him before he went into surgery. And I've I've spoken to doctors, and my friend, many of them, many of them, I, I don't envy their job. They stand between the living and the dead physically. I stand between the living and the dead spiritually. That's why I asked you, are you ready to die? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Are you ready to go out into eternity based on what you have, a little decision for Jesus, a mental consent to Jesus, or shaking some preacher's hand? My friend, it, 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 it behooves us to make our calling an election. Sure, it, it behooves us to search our hearts to see whether we be in the Lord. It does, my friend. It, I'm, I'm not ashamed to ask you, are you saved? No, sir. Because if, 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 if perhaps the Lord will take something home to your heart and I meet you in heaven one day, oh, trailblazer, I praise the Lord for salvation in Christ. But one day you raise the question, was I saved? I do that. I do that. My pastor faith, used to be my old pastor, faithful pastor, pointed his crooked finger into my face sometime. I always sat down close to the front. Because I wanted to hear, and I wanted to see what was going on. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss the message. And he would look me right in the face. He wasn't ashamed either. I praise the Lord for it. He'd say, Pendarvis, are you saved? Do you know the Lord? Long time ago, I had to hang my head and say, no, sir. No, pastor, I'm not saved. Pray for me. I want to be, but I'm not. And then after the Lord saved me, I could say, yes, sir, pastor. 
Yes, sir, preacher. Yes, sir, Mr. Prayer Leader. Yes, sir, Mr. Mr. Whoever. Yes, sir, I want to praise the Lord. And I always like to sit down front, and I like to be the first one to raise my hand tell them I was saved. Any of y'all saved out there? My hand went up immediately. It did. And I, have, I feel so bad. I feel so bad because folks won't, won't speak up in prayer meeting. I, I want to take a, a, a cowhide to them sometime. I do. I one time in the tabernacle, we had a large tabernacle, big building, and we had prayer meeting, and folks would sit on the back row, all the way in the back, and you couldn't hear what they said. And I've had folks, I said, any of y'all want to be saved, raise your hand, raise your arm. And I've had folks squinch down in the seat and just put about three fingers up so somebody wouldn't see them. I felt like making a, 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 a spectacle out of them. Say, is that you back there, Joe? Come on, stand up, Joe. You want to be saved, Joe? I didn't do that. But I felt so bad that they were ashamed to not uh, hold a hand. I held mine up high as I could reach. I would, I'd like to get on the ladder and stand up. Pray for me, Pastor, I'm lost. Pray for me, Trailblazer, I'm lost. Tell Satan to go to hell, I'm lost. Oh, my friend, you ashamed of the Lord? You ashamed to, to say you're a Christian? You ashamed to say you're a lost sinner? Oh, my friend, may God help you. May God help you. May you not leave this world in that condition. Old trucker, sit up there now, listen. You riding down the Highway 70, I-40, 65, 90, 105, wake up. Wake up there in the sleeper back there. Wake up and listen. you going to hell. This old truck might go off a cliff there in a minute. You'd wake up in the fiery furnace. Oh, my friend, the old trailblazer, I'm not ashamed to lay the claims of Christ on you. You may be pulling into a truck stop. Pull over there and get, get quiet for another four or five minutes till we get off the air. And then remember where this station is. When you, I know when you're traveling, you lose the sight of one station and go into another. But you write me. I'll send you a log. We're all over the country with these broadcasts. There are different times of day and night. And a lot, a lot of you listen to up there on KAY and Little Rock, Arkansas, and all up in there. Oh, my friend, write me, and I'll send you a log. And you can pin it up there above you uh, where your CB radio hang. And look, here the old trailblazer are going to be on in a few minutes. Oh, my friend, listen, the greatest thing in this life is not to have a bigger truck nor a heavy load or more pay. It's to come to know the Lord. And I ask you, where are you going to spend eternity? You say, Trailblazer, you, you make me so mad I could spit. Oh, my friend, listen, I'm attempting to put something in your path to keep you from going out into eternity lost. I am. I am. I'm attempting to put something in my poor old corn pone way, old country boy way. I don't know how to smooth over the gospel. I wouldn't do it if I could. I don't know how to, to make it easy. I wouldn't if I could. But I tell you this, Christ died for sinners. Did you know that? That's a truth that I don't believe very many people know, that Christ came only to save sinners. And I ask folks if they're a sinner, and they fly backwards like a flying genie. And they oh, don't call me a sinner, trailblazer. Well, my friend, your best position is to be a sinner, a lost sinner, and the Lord will save you. If you ever take your place as a lost sinner, he'll save you. Why? Because you'll begin to cry for mercy. If you ever see yourself, how filthy you are, not that you're fixing to die. That don't do you any good. That's just carnal fear. But if you see your condition, how that you've sinned against a holy God and, and drug around for all of these years now and, and, and have never uh, t- 
turn to the Lord. If you see that, you cry out to the Lord. And the Lord said, if you cry, I'll hear you. He does. He said, you knock and I'll answer. He said, if you ask, you shall receive. But the old trailblazers are just trying to put something in your path to make you uh, see yourself as you, as you are. Ask the Lord, Lord, show me myself. Lord, show me myself. The old trailblazer said that the Lord would save me if I asked him. Would you do that, Lord? Would you save me? Would you make me aware that I'm a sinner? Make me aware that I'm lost and I need, I need the Lord? It's the greatest thing in the world, my friend. You'll go home, trucker, a new man. The Lord, when you go in that house, the wife will say, What's happened, Joe? What's happened, Tom? You look like you got a new look on your face there. What's happened? And old yellow dog there in the then sitting on the steps, he'll start to get up and you say, Don't get up. Don't get up, dog. Don't get up, dog. Come here and let me pat you a little bit, rub your head. Because old yellow dog will know when you get saved, my friend. How many times you went in there and give him a swift kick to the rear end or the old yellow cat, whatever. But my friend, salvation is a new, is new, makes a new person out of you. Oh, I know you still have doubts and fears and you still got to go to work tomorrow. I know all those things. But down deep inside, you got a new heart, a new heart. Oh, the scripture says, what is it? A new heart maketh merry. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That's what you are, Joe. Old Tom. Out there on that highway, you're a new creature when the Lord saves you. But this is the old trailblazer. Remember my mailing address? The old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye and God bless you.